I would like to welcome you to this teaching, The Money Archetype. As I'm sitting here in my home office, thinking about all of you who are listening to this teaching right now, first of all, congratulations for finding this teaching. But I'm thinking beyond most of you who are already on the spiritual path. I know you are going to benefit greatly from the spiritual knowledge about money that you are about to hear. I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is going to change completely, revolutionize, I should say, the way you think about money. And will that bring you financial abundance? Absolutely. But you are going to also experience wealth in the true meaning of the word, not just having money stuck in your bank account or your wallet filled with cash. That is not abundance. Abundant living is beyond that. And money is a very powerful entity. Listen carefully. It's a very powerful psychic entity. And I'm about to break that down for you. So like I was saying, I'm thinking way more, way beyond my student in the mystery school, way beyond my spiritual student that I coach personally or who are part of our ministry. I know most of you are here listening, but I'm thinking about your friends. I'm thinking about thinking about your community, your co-workers. I'm thinking about mostly your children because we have not, first of all, been taught about the material aspect of money. It's not a random thing that in this world you have only a few group of people with money and everybody else is suffering. What money can do to you psychologically is no joke. Money can get you depressed, anxious, can actually make you sick because stress is one of the major causes of the illnesses we are going through on the planet. So if money can make you sick, it simply means that it will cause you stress. So you understanding, right, having the spiritual understanding of what money is, this series I'm about to give you here is about spiritual insights about wealth building. Like I said, you are going to understand money differently. You are going to relate to money differently. And you are going to learn literally what wealth really is. And this is about your well-being, wellness, and wealth. Living a, a mental, in a, li- a lifestyle of mental freedom, emotional freedom. Oh my goodness, you haven't come here on planet Earth to suffer. When my wife and I, we... We got hold of this knowledge. The first portion of the knowledge, I would say one third of it, we created a course that is called Cashtagram. So if you are listening, probably when you go to my website, alaindagba.com, you can take a survey about where are you energetically when it comes to money. Do You, you will be able to find out just by you know, filling out, uh, answering some questions, you'll be able to know. What is in your DNA when it comes to money? It's not about having a lot of money, like I said. You know how many people that I personally know that have a lot of money, but yet don't have peace of mind? Because money is a psychic entity. It's a spiritual energy. And I will break it down for you. I want to make sure you don't think this is, you know, fluffy stuff that I'm just throwing at you. That's the reason why I'm going to take my time to break things down for you scientifically. 
right? Physically as well, spiritually and metaphysically. All of them together. And that will give you a solid background when it comes to the idea of money. You will find yourself literally relating to money differently. You'll be able to budget better. You'll be able to uh, connect to money better when it comes to investment. You'll be able to listen to your intuition better. You will be able to be, you know, experience freedom. Like I'm talking about freedom from basically the torments, the financial torments that people are experiencing on this planet Earth. To you, it won't matter if, you know, the world is going through um, economic crisis and all these things. And that will not be your problem. Inflation, you know, recession and all these things will no longer be affecting you psychically and make you sick or cause you to fall into fear and make weird and wrong decisions that will impact your life and your family in a very bad way. So I'm going to take my time to share this wisdom and this knowledge with you. And um, if you have not heard about the Soul Journey Spiritual Masterclass, make sure you do. Make sure you go to my website, alandaba.com, look for the Soul Journey Spiritual Masterclass. Why? Because it boils down to two things. Who you are, knowing who you really are. It doesn't matter what outcome you want in life. You got to know who you are. Awaken that person within you and maintain it in your body and consciousness. And the second thing is you have to liberate yourself from toxic and limiting beliefs at the subconscious level. It will boil down to that. The knowledge I'm about to give you right now is going to cause a major shift about money in your psyche. But so far, I already gave you two powerful resources that you can use as you follow this teaching. The first one is Cashtagram. Answer the questions, do the survey to see where you are at when it comes to finances, when it comes to money. Where are you energetically? What is in your DNA? What are the tendencies that, are, that come to you to, to create some sort of self-sabotaging behavior when it comes to the way you spend your money, the way you pay your bills, all that, you'll be able to discover that by going through the survey uh, with Cashtagram on my website. The second thing is knowing who you are. It's not always about what you have. It's about who has what you have. There's somebody in you that is owning, managing, and using what you have. That's the reason why you heard about the scientific statistic that, that came out about people who have been um, won the lottery and then they lost it all. How is that even possible? This is genetic. Let me, let me tell you something before we even go deep. Wealth and poverty are genetics. They, they are genetic, sorry. They're part of your um, DNA. It's genetic. You got to change the language of your genes. So what you're about to learn here will begin the work. But let me tell you something. You have not come here on planet Earth to suffer. You have not come here to experience misery until you die. You have come here to play with the laws of the universe. To awaken your higher self. And all that means simply you have come to heal and evolve. Whenever you heal, you raise your vibration. Whenever you evolve, you align with your higher self and the laws of the universe. Let me say it again. Whenever you heal, and I'm not talking about long months and years of healing. That's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about instant shift at the DNA level in your emotional body, instantaneously done now, outside of time. That's what I'm talking about. Is it possible? Absolutely. What makes healing a long process is because you believe in time. The belief in time conditions the body and the psyche to go through a long process of healing that seems to never end. When you outside of time, you are literally outside of cosmic gravity. Time is gravity. It pulls things slowly through the three-dimensional world. When you step out of time, and you may ask me, how do you step out of time? Let me tell you, have you ever found yourself doing something you love so much that you lost track of time? You were out of time. There is a place in consciousness where time cannot affect you. When you step there, healing happens automatically. That's how people have spontaneous remission. Cancer disappearing from their body. So you already know those are scientific proofs of how when we step out of time, the body steps out of time. All right? So you are here to heal and evolve. And whenever you heal, you raise your vibration. Whenever you evolve, you align yourself with your higher self and the laws of the universe. When you keep doing that, eventually something calls creativity and magnetism will begin to ooze out of you. You will have so many creative ideas that will translate into creating wealth, true wealth. So many creative ideas download from, you know, the, uh, the cosmic field and also received from angels and your guide, your higher self from within you will give you ideas that will translate into having a great marriage, having a wonderful time with your children. It will translate into uh, raising your children properly, traveling the world. It will translate into so many things. You know why? Because this is wealth. It will translate into abundant health, mental peace of mind, heart peace of mind, waking up joyful, happy, having stamina, a strong immune system, making good friends, traveling with good friends, attracting great opportunities. That's wealth. Feeling what I call a life pendacious. The word doesn't exist. I made it up. A life pendacious. You're feeling alive. You're feeling like something is expanding. And you're feeling like something marvelous, powerful is about to happen. That feeling, I named it a life pendacious. So this teaching is beyond the cash you have in the bank, the quarters you have in your pocket. This is about to revolutionize completely the way you see money and the way you think about money. This is the introduction. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the first part of this teaching on the money archetype. Spiritual insight for wealth building. You are listening to the voice of spiritual teacher, Alain Vagba. I titled the first part of this series, Seed and Curse. And I hope, I really hope as I sit here in my office, my home office, recording this, and from time to time, you may hear some noises when I'm moving papers and pen around. Just feel like you are here with me at the office, all right? So I'm really hoping that you have something to take note with, that you 
created a sacred space to really dive into this knowledge. Not just for yourself, but for your friend and your loved ones. So the first part of the series is titled Seed and Curse. What do I mean by that? So I want to talk first of all about how you earn your money. And your behavior towards the way you earn money so you can start changing that right away. Let's say you are hired at a job. What you must understand is that to work is a spiritual contribution. What are you really contributing? Everything you are contributing in your workplace is invisible. Here it is. When you're working, when you are working, you are investing your mental energy, your emotional energy, and your physical energy. Your mental energy, that's what we call your thoughts or your knowledge or your skill. Whatever you have learned that you are putting into application in that job, that's your mental energy. That's why you feel exhausted mentally after work. You're also contributing your emotional energy. We're talking about your feelings. And you also contribute your physical energy. Your brain is working and you're burning calories. Listen, these three energies... They are invisible entities. You don't see them. They are the seed you are planting in the workplace. Please understand the workplace is a soil. You are a farmer. I want you to see the bigger picture. Your three energies, which are part of your soul, your soul structure. They compose the seed. You are planting. Listen carefully. You are planting in the workspace, which is a soil. All right? Now, here's the deal. When you say, I hate my job, you just cursed the soil. Please listen carefully. This is huge. You say, I hate my job. You just cursed the soil in which you plant your seed, which is a sacred seed because it's coming from the sacred part of you. 
Energy is sacred. Life is sacred. Life energy is sacred. Now, you take what is sacred and you plant it in the soil, then you curse the soil. You say, I hate it. What you don't know is that everything listens. And you're going to understand that as we continue the training. You're going to understand that your job can actually listen. It's a person. It's a cosmic entity. All right? So you plant the seed in it. The seed energetically is affected by the curse. Please listen. So what happens is now the seed, which is your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy, they went into the soil. And now the energy, just like you would plant an orange seed, it's not going to come out looking like an orange seed. It will look like a tree, something totally different. It will have branches, it will have leaves, and then it will have a round yellow fruit. It doesn't mean look like the seed you planted. All right? So what happens when you, I'm talking about earning money, the way you earn money. So you invest that seed into the soil. You put that seed, your soul, your energy, what is sacred about you? You put in the soil, then you curse the soil. Now, what returns as a tree that grows branches and all these things I just spoke about is what you call your paycheck or your money. Listen, in appearance, it looks like something physical, a paper. It doesn't matter if it's cash or if it's a check, it's a paper, okay? But energetically, beyond this three-dimensional world, listen carefully. In the three-dimensional world, in the material world, you are touching a physical money. But everything in the physical world has a complete different identity in the spiritual world. So you are receiving the physical money or the physical paycheck, but what are you really receiving energetically from the spiritual dimension? A curse. Why? Because the seed is affected by your curse. And what happens is, is your own seed that went out that became the money. You think you're receiving money. No, what you're receiving back is your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy that return to you in another form that looks like money. So when you curse the soil, you just don't curse the money that has returned. You're actually cursing your mental energy, your emotional energy, and your physical energy. As a matter of fact, you are cursing yourself. Please understand. For most of you who are not familiar with my teaching, we are talking here about esoteric knowledge. We are talking here about spiritual knowledge for people to know why certain things are happening to them, why money grows wings and fly away from them like the Bible will say why the money is not benefiting them why they're feeling stressed and anxious about money why they have money but they're still feeling depressed you understand what I'm talking about so the first thing you need to start doing is to understand that when the soil is cursed the seed is cursed and the seed that has returned is your own sacred energy that is now defiled that has returned to you as a karma so you the money you're receiving right now is a bad karma you are receiving a cursed energy 
from your workplace. So this is what I need you to do. This is very important. Stop cursing your job. Stop speaking negatively about your job. Stop complaining about your job. If you don't like it, change it. But if you're going to curse it every single day for five to ten years, please, you are harming yourself energetically. You are harming your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical energy. And what you poison is coming back to you to eat energetically is going to harm you. You are creating a psychic disease in your energy field. So you want to start purifying your language when it comes to your job. So this is what I want you to do. You must understand, and I, I, I'm going to teach deep on this thing. You must understand what you're really doing at your workplace. A lot of people don't know what they're doing at the workplace. Let me give you an example. I used to struggle going to work. I was working at a restaurant. I say, oh, look at me. I'm going to cut meat, do prep, cut onions and cut tomatoes and go in the cold refrigerator trying to pack the food. I have to do. That's what I thought I was doing. And it was making me curse my job. The money comes into my hand and I receive no divine ideas on how to invest it, how to uh, make it prosper, how to double, triple that money. Why? Because I cursed the seed, which is my mental energy, my emotional energy, my physical energy. So my body is now vibrating at a high frequency with my higher self to draw ideas to me as to how to manage that money. Until one day, my angel spoke to me and said, what do you do at your work? And I, I say all those things that are physically like, that's what I'm doing. He said, what do you think are you really doing? And finally, the angel helped me understand. He said, no, you are not going there to cut meat. You are not going there to cut bread, slice, you know, tomatoes and onions. That's not what you're going there for. We have placed you in a strategic position on planet Earth to have an immediate contact with what goes into people's body as food so you can release an energy of love and blessings into the food before they eat it. You are a healer. You are placed in a strategic position on planet Earth to spiritually influence people's food so that they can eat a high vibration food, feeling joyful, happy they eat the food they don't even know why they're happy automatically the stress are gone listen listen to me i don't care what it is that you really call in the job you are a spiritual agent on planet earth you must understand this you are a spiritual agent on planet earth and the quicker you understand this the better it will be you have to find the spiritual definition behind the work that you are doing when i find that the moment i discover that i am so in hurry to go to work a shift happened that's what I'm saying. Psychically, emotionally, physically for me, I want to go to work. And the second thing the angel told me, he said, you are going there to give energy to people by connecting to them, by giving them compliment, by appreciating them, by saying something that will elevate their spirit, asking about their families, say with them, you want to pray with them. If the family is going through something, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. I discovered the spiritual reason behind the job that I was doing. 
when I begin to go for that spiritual reason, my life has changed. The soil in which I was planting my age. Listen, I will leave my job feeling so alive. It's crazy. I will not even feel tired. It's crazy. My energy is rising so much. It's crazy. I'm telling you the truth. And you must understand, the day I was going to leave my job, my goodness, my customers will come. People were crying. People gave me cards. Some people gave me money. These are strangers that have become family members. I will be on break. Some of the customers will say, I'm the one that has to make the food for them. Why? Because I discover the true reason, spiritual reason behind my job. I know now why I was placed there spiritually. I pray over people's food as I'm cooking. I'm in a good mood and the particles in the food are absorbing the auric, beautiful, happy vibrations from my aura. And these people get the food and get passed down to their aura. They eat it. They're so happy. They're so excited. This is real. These things are scientifically proven right now in quantum physics. So I'm asking you to begin to make a shift, to begin to make a change. Find the real spiritual name of the work that you do. Please understand. Find the real spiritual name of the work that you do. And then go to work with that mindset, with that intention, with that power, blessing the soil in which you plant your seed so that that seed can return to you full of life, full of energy, vitality, joy, and peace. When it goes, you hold on. When you grab that paycheck, when you get that money, you understand that you are not just touching something physical. You are receiving back the grace you have invested in that workplace. And you don't understand how people's life will begin to change in that workplace place because you are producing a vibration that is beyond stress that is beyond depression that is beyond anxiety you are not pulled into what everybody's struggling with in the workplace you are coming from above you are connected to a consciousness that is bringing down from heaven into that workplace the light beings that begin to touch people's life listen to me ladies and gentlemen you are not here to have a physical experience listen you are here to have a spiritual experience you are a spiritual entity therefore everything you have touch and do must be spiritually defined that's what i'm taking you do you understand this is the first part of the money archetype insight into building wealth and to the next part All right, so now, within that nature, there are sub-natures, all right? Let me have your attention for a moment. I'm, I'm recording this for you, okay? Number one, the human nature, all right? It has a language. It has coded instruction manual, all right? All right, number two, Minerals nature. That's a sub-nature. Number three, plant nature. They have their own wisdom. Hey, folks, what I'm saying to you, this instruction manual has a library. I'm giving you the books that are in the library of God. Number one, the human nature is a book. Number two, the mineral nature. I'm talking about water. Right? I'm talking about rocks. There's a wisdom about them. All right. Now, then you have plants nature. It's a book. 
Okay? Then you have animal's nature. Are you here? Are you following me? <laughs> All right. Animal's nature is a book, is a science. If you meet any ancient Native American, I mean, let's go straight at it, Indians, they, they know how to read the answers to life in the behavior of animals, even water. You understand what I'm saying to you? Now watch this. Well, we're going to get to that. So human nature, all right? I'm not giving it by the order of uh, consciousness. No, that's what I'm doing, right? If I was doing it by order of consciousness, first we're going to have the mineral nature. Let me just do that. Mineral nature, plant nature, animals nature, human nature, all right? And on top, you have divine nature, okay? But there is a sixth one, cosmic nature, right? Now, please understand. Please understand. <laughs> you guys are learning millions of dollars knowledge this morning. You are blessed. You are really blessed. Listen to this, okay? To read these books on natures, cosmic nature is to understand the language of the stars. It's a manual to teach you how to live. I'm not talking about horoscope. Uh-uh. I'm talking about the science of the Magi. You know Magi? The one that came to see Jesus? They call them kings? All right, cool. They know how to read the signs of the stars. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. But here's the deal, though. The human nature has been corrupted. And I may say something that, again, is going to challenge you. <laughs> but it's all right. The cosmic nature has not been corrupted. But humans cannot read it anymore because they are corrupted. You get it? You following me? The science of the stars is still there. It's a book. God said, okay, you want to live a life that is more flow, more ease, Okay, I gave you all these natures to be your library. All right. The moon is there for a message. The sun is giving you a message. The stars are giving you a message. The constellations are giving you a message. There is a way they behave that should be giving you a message. That should help you make decisions in life. Well, here's the deal though. You cannot read because your nature has been corrupted. The human nature. I'm talking about generational curse printed in the human DNA that is affecting our energy centers, ability to see through our pineal gland. That's what I'm talking about. Because you have to read the manual through your spiritual eye, the third eye. Are you here listening to me, folks? The animal nature is not corrupted. Mm-mm. It's a book, but you can't read it, right? 
The plain's nature is not corrupted. You may say, well, they put chemicals in them. Yeah, they do that. But you are the one that is killing the most. You're eating it. Please understand. A bird is going to be birding. An acorn is going to be doing oak trees. <laughs> the mineral nature, water, gold, diamonds, and all of these things. You take a diamond, there are millions of lessons in it about you, the human being. Millions of lessons. Look at the facet. Look at the prism. Look at how the lights come together. I'm telling you, like... Listen, folks, the fact that you have to even dig in mud to find the precious stones is a big lesson for you. Because God is literally telling you, I'm just going to give you one lesson, one instruction, one lesson from the instruction manual. You dig into dirt to find precious stones. Nature is telling you you have to dig in your body, which represents the earth, to find the preciousness of your soul. There's a golden diamond in you, call it a higher self. See, the thing is, you don't know that you are earth. You need to dig into what nature is telling you this. But you can't read because you're corrupt. This is one of the most powerful and potent classes I'm giving you today. So what do we do, Teacher Allen? Please write this down. Write this down. This is not a question. This is a statement. It's time for me. To design my life instruction manual. Please understand. Write this down. It's time for me. It's time for me. To design. My life's. Instruction. Manual. We're talking. For those of you who are listening online. I will be listening to the replay. We're talking about how to raise your energy and prevent energy drainage here's the deal you know why our energy gets so drained quickly and goes out go out of alignment because we don't have an instruction manual we have nothing to go back to to fix the problems of life how many of you have this machine in your home called alexa you do okay you have alexa good that little machine talks too much. You ask it a question, it's saying to you everything on the planet. Just one question, he's talking too much. We just don't know if he listens to us too much too. But here's the question. Let's say right now, folks, I want to show you something. Let's say right now, you have an Alexa in your house. That can answer all your questions. Please listen. This is interesting. I want you to listen to this. <clears throat> you have an Alexa in your house that can give you an answer to all your problems. Let's say right now you need $2,000. And you say, Alexa, look in my life scope. Look in my energy scope. I want you to dive into my entire life cycle. I need $2,000. Tell me how I can get it today in less than 24 hours. And Alexa say, okay. 
Number one, if you do this, it will work and the 2000 that will come. If you do this because it talks too much, it's going to give you a lot of options. If you call this person, you will find it. If you do this, you'll find it. Let me ask you a question. If you have an Alexa like that, even if you have your finger hurting, any disease, you ask it, it looks inside of you and it tells you exactly the answer and it's never wrong. May I ask you a question? Do you think your life will be a little easier? Please raise your hand. It's not a tricky guess. Do you think, Miriam, do you think your life will be a little easier? Yes, for sure. Who else agree that your life will be a little easier? I mean, I'm telling you, it won't be a little easier. It'll be a whole lot easier, baby. <laughs> yes, it will be. A whole lot easier. Well, that Alexa is called the Holy Spirit. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> Not only we are corrupted and we cannot see and read the manual, we are corrupted, we cannot hear. The two main ingredients about yourself that will help you live this life with ease and flow is your ability to see and your ability to hear. Can you see the lessons in the instruction manual called nature? Folks, the ancients didn't have any book, folks. They learned directly from the body and all the other natures I have just told you, they learn directly from them. And not only that, they can hear from within a guidance. The abs, guys, folks, listen. The absence of those, these two things is the reason life is hard. Folks, listen, if you, if right now the doctors say you have cancer, right? You think that's what is freaking you out? No. If you know you have Alexa in your home, would you be crying at the doctor's office? I don't think so. You don't care. Whatever he says, you don't care. Because you know when you come home, you ask Alexa, Alexa, I just want your doctor to say I have cancer. Tell me how to cure this in 24 hours. And Alexa say, mix this, mix this, put them together. And then drink it at this time of the day, cancer vanished. If you knew you have a machine in your home that can answer any question, would you ever be afraid of anything in this world? I'm just trying to make... Guys, I'm stirring up your mind to see the delusional fact of what we call fear, anxiety, and doubt. The real problem is we cannot see and we cannot hear. So the master said, they have eyes, but they cannot see. Okay, you get to ask yourself, what kind of sight is he talking about? And he went on, he said, they have ears, but they cannot hear. No, I do hear. You fool, he ain't talking about these ears. People argue, what is he talking about? We, we, we listening. No, you're a fool. You don't understand. The man is not talking about your ears. 
You cannot hear the inner voice that tells you the answer to everything. You know what he said? He said, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. You know what that means? It will tell you where to find a job, where to find money, who to marry. Guys, I'm telling you, if you have an Alexa that way in your home, you know what you will do? I'll tell you what you human being will do if you have an Alexa like that. You won't leave it at home. You'll put it in your pocket. <laughs> you put, you will literally take your Alexa. When you see a, a girl, wave it in front of her face to see if she can be your girlfriend. I'm telling you the truth. You will. Women will have it in the pocket when they meet a man. Is he, is he the one? Is he the one? And Alexa goes, no, no, no. They won't waste time trying to date or nothing. They'll just say, bye, sir, bye. Or oh, what did I do wrong? No, no, no. You didn't do anything wrong. I, I just want to leave. No, Alexa told her to leave you. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. So, what do we do? All right, first, if you align your four energies, you can start reading the book of the instruction manual. The moment you begin to read the instruction manual, the Holy Spirit will start talking to you louder. Are you following what I'm saying to you? Guys, I told you, this is the most potent class I'm teaching you. If you lined up your four energies, your third eye will open up. People are looking at your body as a digestive system. You are looking at a business structure. Your body will be teaching you how to organize your business. And you'll be like, okay, wow, this is crazy. What's going on? You're going to start saying things like, okay, for my business, I need the heart to be here. I need the brain to be here. Who are the people doing me in the brain? Who are going to be digesting the information? Where is the liver going to be? You're going to look at your whole body because the, the mind that designed your body as the greatest organization on the planet can never go wrong. You will have an entire map to structure a business. Well, that's why when I do stuff like that, people are... They, they're confused because they want to follow the model of the world. But the way we operate is totally different. The way a spiritual person structures a business is totally different from what people do in the world. So they will always have something to criticize because they're going with the model of the world. How many, okay, folks, how many organs in your body right now are working at the same time? Tell me. How many organs in your body are working at the same time? Is there any one of them that is turned off? No. They're working at the same time, right? Yes. Yes. Now you understand why I have multiple businesses and running them at the same time. It's not a human blueprint. Please understand. This whole professionalism thing, you're going to miss opportunities in life. You will miss so much opportunities because you, you can't see the real blueprint of how life works. When you align your energies, let me tell you something. Your third eye, your inner sight, insight will be open. Your intuition 
will become so sharp, it will blow your mind. People think intuition has to always be positive. No, you can have the, the worst intuition on the planet of doing wrong things all the time. Why? Because when you store up corrupted event in your gut, your intuition is wrong. Your intuition will be leading you in the wrong direction all the time. You see women say, oh, I had a good intuition about him. They start beating you up in the house. Question. No. <laughs> the way I said it was so funny, and I saw Joe, Joe laughing. So, you know you're gonna that joke, going. But I said no because sorry about that. I'm not done. I want to finish this channeling. Okay. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I want to show you guys something. For those of you on the uh, who will be listening on online, I will I will describe what I'm about to show them. So I'm showing them a small, tiny notebook. Very stunning. Could be in a pocket. Um, guys, get something like this and start putting instruction manual for your life in it and keep it with you. I will tell you why. Let's say, for example, somebody sent me an email. Okay, let's say I work for a corporate. And they send me an email, or a nasty email, something that somebody said about me that is not true. Okay. All right. Just an ex just give you an example. Are you here with me? I'll give you an example. All right. The moment you read the email, you are going to have a reaction. I don't care who you are. Your brain, because remember what I said? The human nature is corrupted. Remember that? All right. It's going to create the energy called anger or frustration. Let's say you're upset. All right. In that moment, your brain will not remember your spiritual truth you learn. Listen. Please listen. This is very important. Instead of trying to remember all your spiritual wisdom, summarize. Listen. Listen carefully. Summarize your reactive code to one thing. Your instruction manual. Say to your body, whenever I will become unconscious because something triggered me, I don't need to try to remember any spiritual truth. I just want to remember my instruction manual. 
So I flip my instruction manual to the page that say, when someone sends you a negative email or text message, what do you do? The answer is in the book. I don't need to sit around doing anything. My brain in that moment is unconscious. You following me? It says, step one, wait for 30 minutes. Step two, read it again. Step three, do not reply. Step four, write an answer from your feeling. Step five, read that answer again to make sure it doesn't have any energy that is toxic. Step six, ask the Holy Spirit if you should send it or you should meet the person. Guys, all right, here's the deal. When you have an instruction manual, okay, where did I get those steps from, from nature? Which nature? Plant nature. Folks. You're living your life. You don't have an instruction manual for the journey. Life's going to be hard. Because you have nothing to go back to. Please understand. Do you think Jesus found faith in reading texts? Oh no. He found it in observing birds. Mm. Animal. Nature. You see, I'm observing this bird. They're not working. They're not working hard. But it seems like God or the instant tells them where to find food. Where did he learn the power of provision from? By observing the lilies. That's the plant kingdom. Hello, are you here? Are you following me? Why is he talking about master seed? What is he doing really in nature, observing all these things? The man understood that you need a manual. Why is he comparing God's love to the rain that falls on the good and the bad? Why is he comparing to the sun that shines on the righteous and the right? Why, why, is he, why is he using nature in that capacity? He understood the instruction manual. Hello. Hello. You cut your nail, they grow back. Isn't that saying anything to your real body? Your own body is teaching you forgiveness. 
Your love will always grow back. It means somebody cut it short. It will grow back. Mm. <laughs> My goodness. Your own body is a book of wisdom. See, this is the problem we have. Do you think the hibiscus flower need to go to Harvard University to produce itself? Which professor is going to teach the apple seed how to become an apple? Which professor? They all limited in intelligence compared to that seed. They can't. Not even close. And somebody tell you you're not smart and you're walking and not believing that you're not smart. What the heck is this? You know why? You don't know yourself. Your, your body by itself is baffling scientists. To this day, they still don't understand it fully. Your body by itself. We're not even talking about your soul yet. <laughs> and you look at yourself and downgrade yourself. Because you don't know who you are. You cannot be wrong sitting next to nature. It's impossible. The ancients, when they need something, they can sit in nature. The next time they open their eyes by observing the movement of nature, they have the answer. Why? Because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we call it, but the voice of God inside you will be able to speak through your aligned energies. I'm telling you, it will speak through your aligned energy and open your eye to see the answer. I cannot tell you I'm there 100%, but there's no way I'll be teaching you this if I haven't experienced it. I don't have a... I'm, am I reading from somewhere? Do you see me reading from anywhere here? Do I have a note in front of me? No! Where's it coming from? Experience. That's why it comes so much conviction. Because it's real, baby. It's real. He tells people, look at the cornfield. You say that, you know... Few months and the harvest. The harvest is already here. He constantly pointing at the nature to show people to think. Oh no, it's not working. Why? We corrupted. So here's where we're gonna stop today. You're gonna learn next time how to align your energies. Folks, let me tell you something. If you're walking in the society, right? If you are walking in the society. This is how you know if your energy is aligned. Are you present? I mean, really, are you connected to people? How many times a day do you literally, like, honestly, find yourself in the presence of strangers, grounded, Fully listening, connecting, paying attention. And notice the gravitational power of your energy. Pulling people into your aura. Were you laughing with strangers? 
as if you knew them before. Let me tell you something. The moment you start seeing that about you, your energy is aligned. I'll give you an example. I can literally say it's every day I do that. Every day. Every single day. If I don't, probably I'm home fasting or something. But that's what I do. My wife and I, yesterday, we went to a city. And she wanted to buy something at the store. And I need to use the bathroom. So I was standing in front of the bathroom, two bathrooms, right? All genders, all occupied. So I was standing there. And a lady came with two girls. The teenagers, white lady, blonde, and they were having interaction. So I have the, I asked for the bathroom password, right? Yeah, I put password to use it, right? And I put it in, didn't go through. I noticed that she put it in and go through. And I said, do you have the password? She said, yes, I think somebody is in. And next thing you know, she walked toward me with the girls and we start talking. And we're talking about how beautiful the city is. And we start talking about the girl's life, which hotel they are at. Personal stuff, as if we knew each other long, the longest time. I'm serious. Watch this. And then we start talking about, you know, upbringing stuff. And we're talking about the beauty of the coast, California, compared to other places. She started telling me the stories that pertain to her personal life. We, we were having friendship in front of the bathroom. Then walk in another lady. She saw this one and yelled. They haven't met for six years. And she's like, I can't believe you hear this one. You live in my say yes. And the other lady moved to my side and we formed a family circle in front of the bathroom. For a moment, everybody forgot they need to go to the bathroom. We were just talking there. The lady said, well, I live here. And I said, how did you move here? She said, I was in this place before and this place before. We have a big family reunion. Guys, the next thing you know, that bathroom is free. And I told this lady to go first. She went and came back. We're still talking. Everybody started gravitating in the place. Just on the first time this happened. The other Sunday, you walk in a store to buy. And a bunch of people come right after you to buy from that same person. That's how you know. So I'm going to bring a question to you. I'm bringing a real question to you. When your energy is aligned, there is no stinking way you will close yourself in four walls and live a seclusive life and not open up your presence and your heart to other people. It's totally impossible. That's what makes Jesus step out of the house. When you get to a place where you're no longer afraid of human beings, where you can move in the society so free and look into another person's eyes and be grounded. I'm not talking about going and doing. Like, you can be in a society and be completely cut off of everybody. You don't listen, you're not paying attention, you're not conscious. You're not conscious. But if you can be grounded as a human being, your body is so much at peace, there's no static coming in your body. You're so much at peace. You connect to people. You love them. You don't need anything from them. Trying to grab something from them. You connect to them and you allow your energy to merge into this and this merging to you. And you can have a fun conversation. And that's not it. We went to another place. A couple were eating there. We spent time with them. They were talking about their traveling, the places they've been to. They're explaining to us how Austria is, how they live in socialism, how it works. They take 50% of the taxes, but then the government take care of everything. We were having an amazing conversation. And they left. There's another guy that is from... Uh, 
Lebanon, but he live in Italy and then, you know, a very wealthy guy. And then he owns different businesses and his friend is in, is in another city here in California. And then another lady came and said, you guys speaking French? She said, yeah. She said, I learned French. She jumped in. Folks, next thing you know, somebody said, okay, yeah. The guy said, you guys should visit this restaurant here. It's known by this guy. He's my friend. Tell him my name. He will give you guys the best part. Guys, it was a party. The owner of the cafes, they know us by name. The moment we walk in, you guys here again. The, unbelievable. Why is the energy doing that? May I tell you something? This is what it means to live a life on purpose. You have your energy that way. I don't care any problem you're going through. You will not go down. Your vibration will not be drained. Your energy cannot be drained. Your energy will always be high. Why? Because your channels are aligned. Just watch yourself. Watch yourself how you're behaving in this life. This life is, is a parenthesis in eternity, but your life is so closed. Your energy is not open. And that is the majority of the people. Is that the way you want to live? I don't think so. So this is the first part of the series. Guys, dive into it. We come next time. We're going to talk about how to align the energy. And I want to challenge all of you to go out and really liberate the flow of your energy into people. And just, and just be amazed at the fact. You, I'm telling you, you will experience healing in different areas of your life. That's how opportunities show up. That's how what they call luck or chance shows up. That's where all those things shows up in. That's what nature is teaching you. It's called ecosystem, not ego system. They give us the ego system. And you are locked in your brain. You're walking in the society, but you're closed. Sometimes people even talk to themselves just walking around. They don't see what is around them. Even if they don't even listen to people, they cut people up. People talk. I'm watching people talking. They're talking over each other. And the next thing you know, they don't remember each other's name. Why? Because they went there. They're unconscious. The body was not present. I'm talking about a heartfelt, honest, eye-to-eye, quiet, relaxed, grounded conversation with a human being and see how magnetic you are. That's the sign of alignment. That's the sign of being relaxed. That's the sign of knowing that you are guided by a force that is way bigger than yourself. All right, folks. I'll let you guys go. And I'm really, really looking forward to the next session. Um, and that will be next time. Save that question for next time. No more free extra hours these days, guys. No more free extra hours. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye, folks. Thank you. You are welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs>
the bigger your dream, which means you refuse to live an average lifestyle. You want to step out of the earning, spending hours at work and earning money, coming home and pay bills and do it all over again. Let's say you have a big dream. You just don't want to live the average lifestyle. You want to create something that will make an impact or put your stamp on the world. Doesn't matter what it is. Then you're going to have to spend more money. But regardless of who you are, you are going to spend money. What I'm about to teach you here is so important. So I will suggest that you really, I mean, even listen to this twice. It's very important. Bills and gratitude. You know, there is a difference between thankfulness and being grateful. Here's the difference. I could say that I'm thankful to my wife. That's easy. But it doesn't have a lot of energy and power. I'm thankful to my wife. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for my house. Yes, but it doesn't have enough power, which means it doesn't give you enough feeling or energy. All right. Okay. So now when I ask myself, why am I thankful for my wife? And I begin to list the reasons I'm going deeper in the heart now. Because you have to see, I have to see how those reasons being out of my life may impact my life. Okay, I'm thankful for my car. Okay, why am I thankful for my car? You understand this? So now, the moment I begin to create a list of the reasons I am thankful for my car, I'm moving into gratitude because now I can feel it more. Because when I list those things and I ask myself, if these things were not in my life right now, how will my life be negatively impacted? This is not about being negative. This is about you seeing the value that the things you are thankful for, right? The value they are bringing to your life. So the moment you begin to ask yourself, why am I thankful for this? And you start writing down the list of the reasons and you begin to look, observe, right? You got to, this is a conscious work. This is an intentional behavior. And you begin to, 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 to see your life without these things. Just do the exercise, all right? If these things were not in my life, how will my life be? Then you come back and begin to feel true gratitude for the things that you have in your life. You move from thankfulness into gratitude. Gratitude gives you more energy in the heart. You are it's sincere, is real. So here's my question to you. You know, when you're paying bills, you know what you're paying? <laughs> the water that is running in your life, in your in your house, the electricity that you have, even the credit card company. That was there for you. When you needed them, they were there for you. Let me ask you a question. Energy has been provided to you. 
That credit card was energy that was provided to you because you used it. You used that credit card, you used that loan, and when it was given to you, it gave you some sort of safety and security. That's energy. You feel it in your body. It's been given to you and you used it in that moment. Now, when the time comes to pay the bill, how is your attitude? Please listen. How is your attitude when the time comes to pay that bill? You see, nothing could justify your negative attitude toward the credit card company or the loan company. Nothing could justify it. Your bank account cannot justify it. You may not have the money, but listen, listen. The moment you, the, you start running away from those companies and you start behaving as if they're bothering you and you start acting as if they are a virus chasing after you, you're hiding from them and you are not picking up the calls to at least have a conversation, at least to negotiate something, at least to explain to them the hardship you're going through, you are breaking the law of righteousness that becomes karmic. Listen, money will stay away from you. Please understand, the universe is a supreme intelligence that is in everything and is everywhere. It's watching, it's reading your behavior at the subconscious level, at the conscious level as well. Your body language, your impressions, all the feelings and intentions that are coming out of you, the universe is aware of it. So now, instead of being gratitude, what is happening is you are becoming ungrateful. You are going against the flow of abundance because gratitude is the blueprint of abundance. Now, when you start being ungrateful, you may say, oh, I'm so grateful. Really? Watch your attitude. The attitude should tell you if you are really grateful, right? Are you grateful for the electricity that is flowing in your house? So I say, do the practice. It will change your life. Do the practice. Then when you're paying the bills, this is what I would like for you to do. Do this for 14 days and watch what will begin to happen in your life. Any bill you need to pay, before you pay the bills, listen carefully. This is important, all right? You got to consider the payment as a seed into the universe, a seed of gratitude into the universe. The universe reads your energy and your vibration all the time. You are like a talisman. You are red and the law of cause and effect is in operation all the time. So let's say you're supposed to pay $100 bill, for example. I want you to sit down for a moment and I want you to look at the bill. All right. I have so many things to cover here for you guys. You are going to be tremendously blessed. I have all the titles here. And I, I just want to remind you, share this thing with somebody else. All right. Don't keep it to yourself. Okay. Now, you are about to pay $100 bills. Okay. So what you want to do is this. You want to ask yourself, right? Am I grateful for the service provided to me? Do this for 14 days and watch. If you're grateful, why are you grateful? What List the reasons why you are grateful. Okay? I'm not going to give you an example. You should be the one to know the reasons you are grateful for that bill you are about to pay. You are grateful, right? Why are you grateful? You are grateful for the service that has been rendered to you. Even if you have to go back in the past before that money was lended to you, 
What situation were you in? And how the money came to help you? Now, you want to make a list of that. If Then you go back to the list and say, if, if this money was not lended to me, I will not be able to have these reasons. And how will my situation be back then? So when you go back to do that, you are redeeming the time at the cosmic level with a different energy. And you begin to really experience gratitude. You are tapping now into the flow of abundance because gratitude is the intrinsic code to unleash abundance into your life. Because whenever you are grateful, truly grateful, not thankful, you are truly grateful, you unleash from your soul a high energy of kindness toward the universe. I told you in the previous uh, part of this series that there is only the universe. Now, you are you think you're grateful toward the company? No, you are grateful toward the universe. The bill came from the universe. There is only the universe on this in this whole vast world. You are dealing with cosmic intelligence all the time. So now that you are expressing gratitude towards the you know the universe before you pay the bill, thank you for the electricity that came in my house because of the electricity. We are able to cook a good meal and eat together. We are able to uh, work at night. We are able to go online and, and finish working. We are able to watch family movies. You want to create any list you could look around you. Your heart will begin to open up. It's a very powerful practice. Your heart will begin to open up in a very amazing way. You're shifting energy. You're shifting vibration. Not only that, let me tell you something. You are also relocating, listen carefully, your consciousness into another parallel vibrational currency. You are no longer in the same currency, right? Energy is a currency. What it, whatever you put out is going to bring you something. So now you are sending out a different frequency and currency into the universe. You do that consistently, you will be amazed. Do that with all your bills. Now, this is a little trick that I do that I want to share with you guys that will help you tremendously. So after I say the prayer of gratitude, before I pay the bill, so I'm so overwhelmed with joy when I pay that bill. So the money goes out with the energy, the powerful energy of gratitude toward the universe. The amazing thing about it is usually what I do, I add more zero. Add more zeros to the bill. If it's $100, for example, I will add two more zeros, which is $10,000. And what I will do is I will say to the universe, I am paying at the energetic level $10,000 to this company because I am super grateful. I'm not just thankful. I'm not just grateful. I'm now super grateful. I went above and I say this $10,000 that I'm sending to them energetically, and this is done only on a piece of paper. I'm not saying to pay $10,000 if you're supposed to pay 100, right? And I will say this $10,000, I'm sending it to this company so that they can enlarge their territory. They can become more successful. They can hire more people to work for them so that people have you know, money to put food on the table. I am contributing energetically, listen to this, to the success of the company. This is so powerful. You, you don't even understand the magnitude of this thing I'm teaching you here. So please understand, I just planted $10,000 into this cosmic soil. What do you think will be happening if I continue to do that with every single one of my bills, what do you think will continue, will continue to happen? Listen, 
I will be vibrating at a high frequency in my relationship with money and the universe. And the result is so powerful, it will blow your mind. The good thing is you will start feeling the shift in your body right away. It's not something that you're going to feel later on. No, you're going to feel it right away. Instantly, it's going to shift for you. This will conclude this third part on bills and gratitude. Do this even when you go to the store to buy clothes. Do this when you go to any place. If you have big loans and things like that, and you have been experiencing anxiety and fear and toxic energies toward that money, let me tell you something. That has been keeping you away from the flow of abundance. Now you can put an end to that. Hello, 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 hello. I want to believe that the last part, that was by three, bills and gratitude has really helped you and that you are paying your bills differently now, all right? Now we're going to talk about holes, H-O-L-E-S, holes and blessings, okay? This is part four, holes and blessings, blessings, okay? Do you have a structure for your money? Basically, what am I saying? I want you to think about financial abundance like a rain that is going to fall from above. And you have to have a container ready and available to collect the rainwater. But I want you to imagine for a second that there are holes in your container, which means when you catch the water, you are going to lose water. This is called breaking the law of compound effect. Okay? Everything you receive from life has a compounding essence, which means it has the potential to multiply itself. Because everything is energy. And you're going to understand as we go deeper into this series on money archetype. When you begin to create wastage in your life, you have holes in your life where energy is lost. At one point, the universe will refuse to pour the rain in your container. So what I'm saying, when I'm asking you, do you have a structure? Listen carefully. Do you have a structure for your money? I'm saying, do you have a precise way to channel your money from how you receive it? To how you disperse it and how you spend it because this is stewardship when you are not a good steward of the good things of life the universal consciousness will put a pause 
on what you can receive. Jesus put it this way. He said, if you are faithful in small things, greater things you shall be given to be in charge of. I, what I'm really saying is what you cannot manage, you're going to have to lose. Already, when, when we are going through life, right? And we say, we say things like, I don't have money. All right, good. When you say you don't have money, watch your energy. Because money is a concept, is a symbol, right? So even if you have a quarter, you do have money. But what you're saying, I don't have money means you don't have the amount that you want. So you say you don't have money. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to get to the part that talks about money as a person. As a person, as a psychic entity is going to bless you tremendously. But now, when you say you don't have money, this is what you're declaring to the universe. Jesus put it this way. He said, to him who does not have, even the least he has will be taken away from him. Why is that? Because the universe will always seek that you are right. Please understand. When you say, I don't have, the forces of the universe, starting with your body, right? Your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own energy, your own psychic powers, and, you know, six sense and all these forces that are inside your body are part of the universe, right? Then you have the law of attraction, the law of manifestation, the law of cause and effect in the universe, that you are in. They work together. They conspire. It's called cosmic conspiracy. They will conspire to make sure you are right, which means that you don't have money. So the least you have has to be taken away from you so that you could be right. So you got to start changing your language. Now, Jesus completed that statement. It's a very powerful statement, folks. He said, the one who does, does not have, even what he has, the least he has will be taken away from him. And the one who has will be given more so that he may be in abundance. This is huge. So what is happening here is this. When you say you don't have money, this is where it's coming from. You have holes in the way you are managing and budgeting your money. So the money you are defeating the capacity for that money to compound what you have into abundance. Please understand, this is so important. What I'm sharing with you here is so powerful, very powerful. Do you have a structure? I'll tell you what I'm, I mean by structure. And this means it doesn't matter the amount of money that comes through. The structure has to operate. Right? For example, if you if you have a PayPal account, let's say I'm a business person. Let me give my give you my example. I have a PayPal account, I have a Stripe account. To both accounts, I've connected all my, my bank account. Right? So this is a structure. When money comes into the account, 10%. You have to fix a percentage. 10% goes into my nonprofit bank account. Why? It's called tithing. Tithing. T-I-T-H-I-N-G. 
a lot of people have no idea how powerful that is. Tithing means the 10% of whatever comes in. Tithing is a cosmic law. It's the power of number 10. It's a multiplier. You know, 10 is not what you see, one, zero. Nine. One and zero are symbols. Hello? The number itself is a spirit. It's a geometrical pattern. Every single number you see is a symbol that carries a geometrical pattern with the energy of the universe and the energy of your own body and psyche. Numbers vibrate. Hey, please understand. <laughs> when you tune in into radio frequencies, you know, use numbers. When you're dialing somebody, you use numbers. Listen, numbers are in every single aspect of life. The genetic code of multiplication that is in the soil on the planet is number 10. Not 10 as you see 1 and 0. Oh, no. It's number 10. I'm talking about the geometrical pattern in the soil. When you put a seed in the soil, it multiplies it. And you got to understand that the people who create, you know, will code what we call the technology, the technology world. They use zero and one a lot. Why is that? In programming, you got to understand those two numbers are very powerful. So 10%, I don't wait, goes immediately into what? Into the nonprofit account. For tithing, when we receive any help, spiritual help from any ministry whatsoever, or we give from that nonprofit account to support. And then when we have people who cannot go through a coaching program and, uh, you know, and they need help, they need assistance, we help them with that. I suggest, I tell people this all the time, any spiritual source that is pouring life into you that you can call your spiritual home it could be a teacher it could be a mentor it could be a church it doesn't matter because when you receive spiritual truth guess what happened it shifts your thinking and when your thinking is shifted it shifts your vibration when a vibration is shifted the realities of your life are shifted which means the spiritual truth could actually be saving you from troubles that you may never get to see but you see, you see that, you take that for granted. You don't know that when your vibration is shifted, accident could be canceled. Misfortunes could be canceled. You don't understand that. That's the reason why uh, Apostle Paul talks about the people who are nourishing you spiritually. They are taking care of your soul. They are representing the universe in your life. The universe is providing you so much even through them. They are representing the, the vibration, the frequency of the presence of God in your life. Feeding you, helping you evolve and heal in your life. If you have people like that in your life, you cannot take 10% and give it physically to the universe. But you want to bring it to the people like that. To a church, a temple, a mosque, you know, wherever you are receiving that powerful spiritual nourishment. That's why you give your tithing. Not because you want to receive something, but because you have already received something because the money that came to you came from the universe. I told you before, there's only the universe in this world. The universe gave it to you. So you're giving from a place of gratitude. And guess what? Gratitude follows out. You make a list of why you're giving that money, just like you do for your bills. Why are you giving that money? You make the list because this person has influenced my life, positively influenced my life, has fed me. And uh, you make the list and you say, okay, if this was not in my life, how would that negatively impact my life? Same thing you did for the bills. 
In part three, you, you do that for part four when you have to give the tithing. Then you start feeling very grateful. And if you want, you can add more zeros and bless that person, bless their life and see the ministry expand, see the work expand, see them touch more lives and you give the money. I'm telling you something. What you give will return. The energy you give with will return. Other people will start being grateful for you. Doors will start opening. People want to do things for you. Because why? You are not giving because of something. You are giving because of nothing. When you give because of nothing, you have the right to ask for manifestation out of nothing. This is very important. Listen again. When you are giving for nothing, you have the right to ask for manifestation out of nothing. Because most people, they want to give for something. Oh, I give you money because you did this for me. Okay, but that's the only relationship you have with the universe. So when you are in need, that's the only transaction you're going to have in the universe. You're going to have to do something before money can flow to you. I'm suggesting that you have this second dimension of transaction of the universe. Give for nothing. Not because you want something back, but because you have already received. That's very powerful. So when the time comes, you need something to manifest out of nothing, out of nowhere. It will manifest because you have that relationship with the universe. All right? 10%. So then you have 15% that can go into maybe your personal need account. And then you have um, another 10% that goes into um, helping people who are in need. First of all, let me say something here. Do not, listen, do not say I'm saving money for a, great, a day of danger or a day of emergency or a day of raining, raining day. Listen to me carefully. You are calling into existence the things that are not as though they were. Each time you have money, a trouble will come for you to spend the money. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you. Put money in your saving, right? That's the other 10% I'm talking about to help people. It's different from tithing. Tithing is for a spiritual platform. Now, when you put this 10% is to in, just to help people and also to uh, move your dream forward, to spend time with your family, give that assignment to the money. It has to be something good, something amazing, something powerful. Then, okay, then if any emergency shows up, you haven't called it. It just manifested just like we all go through challenges in life. Then you can spend part of that money to solve that problem. But don't keep calling into existence. Those things that are not here, as though they were, this is very important. Now, so do you have a structure? Okay. How much exactly is paying for what? Have all those percentages lined up. Now, budgeting, I do something called cash envelope. Okay. Outing money, money that I have to spend, you know, when I go to the restaurant or I go to a cafe to work or things like that. You want to have a relationship with cash. You want to be able to touch money physically. So I have a cash envelope. Why is that important? When you go out to spend money, you don't want to think about the, the total amount that is in your bank account and allow your mind to begin to spend money that you don't need to spend. So I can put $100 in my envelope that is my cash envelope I'm budgeting. Just like the Bible says that God give a limit to the ocean so that it will not go overboard. So you give a limit, right? You are an extension of God. Give a limit to money. You got to have power over money. Don't let your mind spend your money. 
So I have that cash there and I have a relationship with money. So I spend that cash. I'm, I'm seeing the money that I'm spending. I don't have holes. I'm not going around doing sporadic things, going around spending money, not have, not be mindful of what I'm saying, what I'm doing. That's the problem. That's the problem. So when that money is over, right, for a week, I'm not going to go back in my account and take that money, more money to for outing. No, I have to wait. It's called self-discipline. I have to wait for the next time I will replenish that envelope. This is extremely important, right? So the other part of, you know, holes is that buying things that are not necessary. Do you need to buy that? Do you need to buy it? So if you have impulsive buying behaviors, like emotional buying behaviors, those are all holes. You don't have a structure in the way you carry money. Because of that, you have holes in your finances. And you are asking the universe to keep pouring the rain in a container that has holes. No, please, please structure your life. Structure your life by structuring the way you spend money. Begin to do that and you will be amazed how much peace you will have, how much money you will also actually have available, how you will feel so good actually using part of your money to make the world a better place, to support the spiritual platform that is nourishing you to really alleviate people's challenges and problems and troubles. Money is coming out of you and it's doing something amazing and powerful. And you're going to feel so good, the universe is going to begin to return that to you through people. Everything is the universe. I'm going to keep on reminding you of that until the next part of this training. The money archetype. Money is a person. Welcome to part five. Yes, part five of this training. Oh my goodness. This is this one is going to really make you see way more than you have seen so far. You see, the most expensive things on the planet is perspective. Did you know that? Perspective is very expensive. The wrong perspective can actually cost you your whole life. You can make the wrong lifetime decision on the wrong perspective. Perspective is very expensive. Why do you think people read books and people watch movies and people go to trainings and all these things to shift their perspective, to have a better perspective of life? All right. So right now, your spiritual eye, your perspective is going to be enlarged in a way that you're going to start seeing way more than you have seen so far when it comes to money. So the title of this particular part of the series, The Money Archetype, is titled, uh, I'm getting too excited for you guys. Money is a person. Okay. I know that could be shocking in the beginning, but you will understand very soon. Money is a person. What we call a person is also known as a self all right, a self. Let me get myself ready here. Are you guys having fun? And most of you who are doing the the daily email spiritual guidance with me, please, as you're listening, make sure you send me an email. Let me know how 
this is impacting your life. This is early in the morning. Some of you can be hearing my stomach crumbling here. I haven't eaten anything yet. But anyway, um, I'm sure you're learning. And I'm sure you're sharing this with other people. Now, let's get to it. Money is a person. What we call a person is also known as a self. All right? And the word self could be synonym of mind or man. So when I say man, I'm, I mean female and male, right? Man. So let me say that again. I say man is a person. And what we call a person is also known as a self. And what we call a self, a self, a synonym of mind or man I will give you an example when the Bible says for example the carnal mind what that word mind also means man the carnal man alright it also means the carnal self or the carnal person what does that mean, carnal? Somebody who conceives reality as physical matter. All right, listen. Listen. Somebody who believes that what is real is what could be processed through the five senses. That's what the person believes is reality. The tangible, the physical, and... This three-dimensional world, that's what the person is calling real, all right? But we know, we all know, that whatever is physical came out of what is non-physical. Everybody knows that. Even the car you're driving came out of somebody's mind. The mind is invisible, all right? Okay. Everything that is created on this planet Earth is born out of, out of imagination. Imagination is invisible. Non-physical create physical. Everything you see on the planet... That is not created by man, but created by God, is born out of invi the invisible, the invisibleness of the Creator. That's the reason why the Scripture says that the things that we see do not come from, or did not come from, the things that are visible. All right, fiction is the mother of reality. So, the carnal mind is the one that has it upside down. The carnal man, the carnal mind, the carnal self believes the reality is the physical or the tangible. That's what it's calling real, right? Now, reality gives birth to physicality. Reality itself is invisible. Why is it called real? Because it cannot be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Only the shadow can vanish. Anything in this physical world can perish, including your physical body. So that's the shadow. Shadows cannot last forever. So why are you calling it real? Because someone programmed you that way. So what is real is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't disappear. It's always here. Right? It's energy. It can relocate. Okay. Now, we say money is a person. It's a self. The scripture would say, for example, take off the old self and put on the new self. 
The word self means take off the old man and put on the new man. Or it could also mean take off the old mind and put on the new mind. Or be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Most of you already knew the scriptures. So when we talk about self, mind, man, they are all the same. Synonymous. All right. We're going deep now. We're diving deep. Are you ready? Are you ready to dive deep, baby? All right. I'm sure you guys are, are ready. Now, I say money is a person. Okay. It's a self. I want to give you an example here that will help you understand the connotation that I'm bringing to money in this particular concept of money carrying uh, a personality. Okay. Let's say you want to be a doctor. I always like to give that this example. You want to be a doctor. So you're going to go through a process of creating the doctor in you. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you have been given the power to create a human being. What we give it, what we call a human being is what we call self, man, person, mind. That's a human being living inside the body. So you've been given the power to create a human being. So you want to create a particular human being that is called a doctor. So what do you do? You go to school and they give you what, it, what is called an information information something is forming within so they give you data those information represent thought particles or atoms right just like you gather particles of the soil or a clay to put together a statue for example the statue of king david for example you you assemble particles and uh you know from the soil and then you just build a statue same thing you do you go to school you grab Thought particles, you assemble them, and by understanding, see, you get the information, you understand it, understanding the information, turn the information into knowledge. Now, the application of the knowledge or the repetition of the knowledge turns the knowledge into a belief. And that belief becomes in you a person called a doctor. So information becomes understanding, understanding becomes knowledge, knowledge becomes a belief, the belief becomes a person living inside your body. So when you go to the hospital, you are about to perform a surgery, what happens? The person called a doctor, you are not a doctor, you are simply an awareness. You are I am, that's a pure awareness. So you will plug yourself, I say plug intentionally into the person Called the doctor that is built out of information or data in your brain. And the doctor will, will rise and activate your neural pathways and possess your body and your hand and your intelligence and will perform a surgery. So when you're done, you can turn it off. Excuse me here for a moment. You can turn it off and activate another person. So you have multiple persons or entities. This is where we're heading now. Or archetypes living inside your body. One could be a father. One could be a husband. One could be a mother. One could be a teacher. One could be a store manager. It doesn't matter. You have all of them there. They are built with data. They live inside your physical body. They are living inside your head. And they can be activated, turned on, whenever you become aware of using them. Aware means I am. You plug in your I amness into a person or a self or a psychic entity in your body, turning it on, and you will wake it up to possess your body and do what it knows to do best. 
You understand? You do that during the whole day. Now, this is what you may not know. Each one of them, they use your five senses, your five physical senses, and they also use your unlimited spiritual senses to behave like an independent consciousness. So what am I saying to you? Every information you know about money represent money as a person in your mind. Please understand what I'm about to tell you. Let's say, for example, you say, I hate being a doctor. You know what's going to happen? The doctor entity or person in your brain will get offended. When you get offended, it will turn on stress chemicals in your brain and you will begin to feel in your body an intense resentment toward your job as a doctor. You see, here's the deal. You think that's you. No, you are just I am. You're just an awareness. Those feelings you're feeling are coming from the person, call it doctor in your brain, he or she feels offended by what you said. You know what she's going to do or he's going to do? The next time you are going to perform a, a surgery, it will throw a tantrum. It will throw a tantrum. It will cause your hand, your mind, your intelligence to make a mistake. You will continue to make that mistake until you get fired from your job or you get sued or you quit. You know why this is happening? Because the archetype of doctor in your body is upset and doesn't want to be with you because you both don't have a good relationship. So he or she will mess up your job that you hate so that there will be a disconnection between you and him for the rest of your life or between you and her for the rest of your life. So what I'm trying to make you understand here is that money is a person. When you were growing up, every information you have collected, life is a school. Every information you have collected about money, either from books, TV, your parents, the experiences you've been through, what you learn, all that, they represent thought particles that built up the persona or the archetype or the identity, or the man or woman that carries the name money inside your brain. So here's what I want you to understand. When you're speaking about money, I want you to know she is listening to you. So in this particular case, I like to give a feminine aspect to money. And it's for a reason. Every archetype has its own feeling and energy. So when I use the word money, it feels like a female energy. So she is listening to you in your mind. When you say you don't, I don't have money, you know how she feels? She feels invisible, unseen, unrecognized by you. She has been helping you buy things. She has been helping you paying your bills. And this is what you have to say about her now. And when you, when you say I don't have money, watch your vibration, your emotions, what you're feeling, that's the feeling of money in your body. Listen carefully. Every archetype, every entity that is built in your body 
will use your five senses, will use your unlimited spiritual senses to behave like a person. When you, say, when you see something you like and you say, I cannot afford it. You know what money is hearing? She believes you saying she's incapable of providing you that particular thing. She feels rejected. Please listen. This is very important what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you here is very important and serious. It's very important and serious. When money says to you, let me out so I can make someone else's life better. And you say, no, I'm keeping you here to myself. All right. She feels imprisoned. You see, when the Bible says money will grow wings and fly away from you, be careful. This is real. How? Well, let me present this to you in a very powerful way. Your brain has the capacity to send out waves that are electromagnetic messengers that communicate with the laws of the universe and pull events, circumstances, and people to you by the law of attraction or manifestation. Whatever brain waves move out of your skull, listen, your thought could be now measured outside of your skull. So you should know your thought are not staying inside of your skull, all right? So when you vibrate brain frequencies out, I mean, you may say, oh, I don't think that is true, really? Have you ever, you know, found yourself in a crowd and you feel like somebody's staring at you from the back and you turn and the person is really staring at you? Well, that should wake you up. How did you know? All right. The brain waves collapse with yours and you felt it intuitively and you turned. Have you ever thought about somebody and automatically the person calls you? Have you found yourself sitting in a group and somebody yawn and everybody start yawning? Please understand. We are connected. Whether you want to believe it or not, we are. You keep denying it, you are going to deny the majority of the things, the reason behind the majority of the things that are happening to you in life. So now let's, let's get back to subjects. So now, when you vibrate something in the universe, people pick it up subconsciously and they have to act it out in your presence or in your personal universe. They may be nice to other people because those people fabric something different about them, but they will be different, maybe nasty toward you if you're sending vibrations that are toxic towards them. So I want you to understand money is in people's wallets. Money is in their bank account, but money is also an archetype in the brain, just like it is an archetype in your brain. When you are insulting money in your own brain, Money is vibrating a brainwave, listen carefully, a vibrational message into the universe, listen, which is communicating to money in other people's psyche as well. And that's how money grow wings to fly away from you. The people who are supposed to buy from you will not come. People will see your product and suddenly something inside the body listen is refraining them from spending money on your product or spending money to get service from you or you go for a job interview something about it like for example let's say it's gonna pay you a large sum of money suddenly you don't get the job there is a telepathic communication taking place 
there is a telepathic communication taking place between the money you have as a psychic entity in your own body that is vibrating a communication with the psychic entity of money in other people. Please listen. This is very powerful. So, the things you do to money, running away from money when creditors call you, you're running away from money, talking bad about your debt, money's listening to you, that's money. Everything that, re that has to do with money, right? Either you call it a loan, a bill, a debt, a credit card debt, expenses, income, earning, all these things represent money. How you behave towards them, money feels it. And what money going to do is she's going to begin to do exactly what the doctor did in the first example I gave. It will use your five senses and your unlimited psychic spiritual senses to cause you to make wrong expenses, bad investment to the point where money will begin to run out. What is happening is you have to be right in front of the universe. Remember what I said earlier? I think it's the Part three, I spoke about that. When you say, I don't have money, the universe has to make sure you are right. And the universe is in your body and outside your body. Your body is like a sponge in the ocean. The water fills it in and out. That's why Apostle Paul said, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. You are swimming in the, in the universe. All right? So the universe is in you and outside of you. It's everywhere. So whatever the money entity or archetype is vibrating in your body, will cause you, yourself, it's called self-sabotage. You will actually attract in your life bad deals, people who will come up with bad contracts. You will go and pick the wrong place to invest. You will spend your money where you will be scammed. You will find yourself. That's called self-sabotage because now money is taking control of your psyche, your body, your intuition, your impulses, and your emotions because she wants to fly away from you because of the way you are treating her. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you here? If you pay attention to the way you talk about money, the way you feel about money, and you begin to bring some changes about that, you will be amazed. You see, you can have a conversation with money because it's a person. Don't you talk to people in your head? <laughs> you do. They're not there with you, but you're talking to them. But what you don't know is that every single thing represents an entity. It carries a personality. Is a psychic vibration in your body. They hear you. Every single thing can carry a personality. And sometimes we, 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 we prove that to ourselves without knowing. Like, have you ever seen people get mad at the car and they're talking to the car, kicking the car? Why are they doing that? Because somewhere, somehow, subconsciously, they knew it could represent the personality within them. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you're saying money is the root of all evils. Really? She's listening to you. See, you got to understand. Oh, the love of money is the root of all evils. But here's the deal. You cannot attract what you don't love. Only love is the most powerful magnetic force to bring things to you. You got to know the definition of words. The Bible used the word love. You better check to see is that the original word or the translator made a mistake. Love is God, guys. Listen carefully. When you don't love something, you're not going to attract it. When, because when you don't love it, it has to stay away from you. Okay, some of you are receiving healing right now, because all these years they have you have been you have been saying that statement, and money is hearing you. All right, everything. So now you gotta be more aware. How are you talking about money? Okay, sometimes money can make you so stressed 
money, the money persona, money archetype in your body could be so stressed and anxious about the way you're thinking about her that it will begin to actually create inflammation in your body and cause you to be sick. Mm -hmm. Are you happy when, you, when you're spending money? You see, when you're spending money happily, the money person, the money archetype feels like she's fulfilling a great purpose. How do you feel yourself when you are serving people and they feel good and they're grateful to you? How do you feel? Don't you feel great? All right. What about money? Money wants to also feel great. She wants to feel like she's fulfilling her purpose. You're hoarding it. You're keeping it in prison. You refuse to let it out when you want to go help people. You have it. Somebody needs help. Instead of finding a way to help the person, you say you don't have it and money is feeling it. Just check your energy. Anytime you act in a very negative way, unspiritual way toward money, check your energy because your feeling is your energy. That's money reacting in your body. She will very soon fly away from you because you are not a good friend to her. Please listen to this part again over and over again. That will bless your life. Hello, folks. How are you? I want to believe you are doing well. All right, listen. Even if you are not doing well right now, it doesn't mean it will stay that way forever. You understand? Everything can change in a matter of days, weeks, months. You know, the fact is, everything can change. Right? So I got great testimonials from, you know, most of you have studied part, I think part three, four, and five. I'm very excited for each and every single one of you. So I recorded those in a park, I was sitting in a beautiful park in my car, you know, just watching nature. And I recorded that for you guys. You've noticed that there are some background, but I'm back home now. I'm in my office at home and I'm about to record for you guys. Hopefully I can do three today. Maybe I can do part six, seven and eight. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But part six for now, it's called about, it's talking about, uh, let me look at my note here. Uh, wealth and destiny. Can I ask you a question? Most of you who say you want to be wealthy, not rich. Anybody could be rich, which means to have money. But they are emotionally broke. They are spiritually bankrupt. They are, listen carefully to this one, mentally homeless. They are not wealthy. Listen, this is very important. Wealth is very holistic. Wealth leads you into a space of wholeness. You can be rich and your money has you. 
But when you are wealthy, you have money and you don't lose yourself. When you are rich, all you got is money. Listen, it simply means you are so poor, all you got is money. You are so broke, all you got is money. So wealth is a matter of destiny. Why have you come here on planet Earth? You see, money facilitates the manifestation of your destiny. In the word destiny, you have destination. Where are you heading in life? So when you're talking about wealth, you're talking about something very holistic. You understand? It means you are not mentally homeless. What does that mean? When you are mentally homeless, you don't have peace of mind. You see, peace is our home. Peace is a city in consciousness called Jerusalem. You can find it. Jerusalem means the city of peace. You can find peace. You can find that city in your mind, in your heart, in your gut, in your body. You can become a house of prayer because you are home. When you don't have peace of mind, you are homeless. What happens is not only are you a homeless, you're also a beggar. You can be driving your Lamborghini, driving your Maserati. You can be wearing the high brand like El Melerguindo Zenia. You can wear all of them, but you are not home. You're homeless. Not only are you a homeless, but you're a beggar. You're begging for love. You're begging for joy. You're begging for attention. You're begging for respect. You are broke. So we're talking here about wealth and destiny. If your wealth, if your money cannot serve your destiny, you are poor. Please listen. This is important, folks. You got money. Your family is completely like out of order. Your marriage is falling apart. Your children are raised by technology. They have no ethical and moral ground to stand on. That's what it means to be poor. And poverty is a disease. This is something that is not in harmony with ease. Ease means grace. If you're not living a life of grace, when your life is not flowing, if you are not fluid, listen, you are the most miserable person on the planet. You got, if you have a lot of money in your bank account, you can't sleep at night, you are sick. Hello? Please, we're getting into a deep water and I have to challenge certain behaviors and certain belief system and certain archetypes within the human consciousness that have been uploaded by the world collective beliefs. You want to be healed or not? You are here to heal and to evolve. So here it is. If you got money and you're constantly afraid to lose money, the money has you. You don't have the money. Money is controlling you. It's almost like people who say, well, you know, 
am, you know, a business owner, but they're working all the time. It means the business owns you. If you're not there, the business is not going to bring any money. The business owns you. You don't own business. You own a business if you can create a passive income and live your life with fluidity, ease, grace, flow. You can have peace of mind, peace of heart. Your intuition is sharp. You are connected to God. You're healthy. You can sleep well at night. Travel the world with your significant other. Raise great, wonderful, inspiring children. That's what you call wealth. Let me tell you something. That's your destiny. Hello? This whole thing, crazy idea about work until you, you know, you break or all this. Let me tell you something. These are stupid ideas that you should never embrace. Why would you lose what is more valuable to you if the purpose of wealth is to nourish what is valuable to you? Does that even make sense to you? Can you believe that there are people, right? They make money, their God, to the point where money itself doesn't want to be with them. Money the person of money want to serve you, not to kill you. You understand? So when you are using money to destroy your life, to destroy your family, the money archetype that is in your psyche is not your friend because you are using the person of money as an excuse to destroy your life. Hello? Please listen. There is a difference between what is urgent and what is important. You understand? Money is urgent. But what is important first? Your health, your marriage, the children, your calling. If you are a pastor, your ministry, your employees, if you are a business owner, your neighbor. These are very important things. These are the things that money has come to facilitate so that you can have a fulfilled destiny. Am I making sense? Are you guys still having fun? Listen, if a part of you is offended because of what I'm saying, that part of you that is offended has to go. I'm giving an inspiration date to that part of you that is offended by what I'm saying. That part of you has kept you in ignorance, poverty, and slavery for too long. And it's time for that part of you to go. So you can, your money can have depth. I'm talking about D-E-P-T-H. Profoundness, right? Most people, the money has, you know, width, which means when you have money, what can I buy? What can I buy? That's the largeness of your money, right? You can stretch your money to buy certain things. That is the width of the money. Pay rent, pay bills, buy food, right? Good, no problem. And the money has length, and that's 95% of the population. 95% of the population, the money they're earning has width and length. Length means how long before the money finishes and they're going to go get another money. Hello? 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is part six. Only 5% of the population, the money has death from profoundness. We know what that means? Your money has roots. When it has roots, it becomes a supplier of generational blessings, which means it can produce fruits and after fruits, after fruits, after fruit. Listen, it will pass your grave. You understand? You're dead, but the tree has roots and is producing fruits for the next generation, the following generation. I'm telling you, that's wealth. That's 5% of the population. So I got a question for you. When you say you want to be wealthy, you want to build a generational wealth, for example, may I ask you a question? Are you ready to do what the 5% of the population that are in that bracket of income are doing, right? When I'm talking about income, is the opposite of the outcome, but they work together. Your destiny is the outcome of your life. The income creates the outcome. So I have a question for you. Are you willing to do what they've done? What they do, the discipline, the mindset, okay? The structure they have in place, the audacity they have, the sagacity, tenacity, perspicacity, elasticity that they have, flexibility that they have to create that wealth. Are you willing to cultivate those behaviors? Let me tell you something. If you are not willing to cultivate those behaviors, never mind. Because it's not going to come and land on your laps. That's not going to happen. So when you start from part one all the way to where we are right now, talking about wealth and destiny, listen, you got to have passion. Listen, you got to have passion to see money differently, to make money your co-worker. You got to have passion to multiply money, to manifest money, because for you, money means something more, much more than a piece of paper. Here it is. I'm going to give it to you, to you now. Money means the fulfillment of your destiny. Money means the manifestation of your calling. Money means peace of mind. Money means peace of heart. Money means family strength. Money means family bonding. Money means family uh, outing. Money means generational wealth. Money means freedom. I'm telling you, when you have the spiritual name for money, then you're going to have the passion, the passion to create it, to manifest it, and to make it a gift to this world. Let that really sink deep inside of your psyche, your consciousness, your soul, every part of your being. Listen to this. Listen, this part six, you got to listen to it again. Listen to it over and over and over again until the next part. Bye-bye. Wow. All right. Have you recovered from patch six? I'm sure you have. So I'm recording on the same exact day. 
All right. So I'm going for the second recording. Hopefully I will do the third one. Right now it's 7.03 Pacific Time, California. My wife just stepped out with my daughters. I have two daughters. The oldest, you know, my oldest is uh, Jasmine. And um, the little one is Sailor. Jasmine is looking for a new place to move in. Yep. Her husband is coming from Africa, so she's getting ready to start her life. Are you enjoying yourself? Listen, are you really enjoying yourself? So, I want to believe you are. I'm recording now, and uh, I just got excited for the fact that God gave me this wisdom through life experiences, you know, through people who have been through things and written about it and and through the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it's been a great adventure in this world, in this three-dimensional world, which is actually a stop sign. You know, when you're heading somewhere and you stop, you know, at a stop sign, some people made a stop sign, their destination. I just don't understand that. This whole world, this physical world is a stop sign. All right? Wake up is a stop sign. I'm saying to you, this is a stop sign. I'm waking you up. Psychologically, you are heading somewhere. It's a stop sign. All right? So you want to enjoy the stop, sign, the stop sign as much as you can. So I want to talk to you about three kinds of money. Three kinds of money. You have heard the terminologies... Um, upper class, middle class, lower class. All right. Let me tell you something. The word class simply means mindset and emotional spectrum. Write it down. Mindset and emotional spectrum. There are three kinds of money in the society. Okay, please listen. The lower class has a different type of money. What gives the quality? To the money, your mindset and your emotional spectrum, which means how your emotions vary through life circumstances. Write it down. How your emotions vary through life circumstances. All right. So when you take somebody from the lower class, their money has an identity, which means they want to make money. Listen. To be able to pay bills, rent, and food. That's it. That's all they want. That money is different because that's the mindset. And that money is based on how they move through different emotions as they deal with life. For them... As long as they have a roof over their head, 
the eating, the paying bills, the clothing themselves, the fine. They're not concerned about the kingdom. You understand? They're not concerned about fulfilling God's purpose. That's not why they're here. Because, listen, when you have a lifestyle that is that narrowed, you are surely not looking for freedom. You know, the place that people have most of the time available, you know where that is? Prisons. In jail cells. They have all the times, but they're not free. They are serving time, which means time is not serving them. So freedom is when time begins to serve you. You understand that? So when you have a narrow lifestyle, or all you think about, like Jesus will say, all you're thinking about is what you can eat and drink, right? Take care of your first need, and you're good, and you can keep on working until what they said, you're going to retire after 65 years, which means, you know, your whole life is past. And lucky enough, if you eat well, you may enjoy retirement, but they make sure they also feed you bad food so that you can get sick and die of cancer before even your retirement, right? Or you die at the hospital miserable, your life is gone, you can't even travel anywhere, and you're full of regret and you die. So if you want to live that narrow life, you have a different type of money. And that type of money that you have, listen carefully, right, is the quality of your mindset and your emotional spectrum, how you move through life emotionally. When you are lower class, you move by fear. You're constantly afraid of not being able to pay a rent, not being able to pay electricity, not being able to put food on the table. So you are driven by fear, right? To, to say, listen, you are not seeking a kingdom. You, you're not seeking a freedom. Okay, when you are free, when you have time on your side, well, you can focus on what? Developing yourself, move your nature into the full measure of the statue of Christ. You have come here on planet Earth to be awakened into the nature, the full nature of God. But you need time to do that. Okay? You got to fulfill a calling, but you need time to do that. But you are at work because your, your life is very narrow than driven by fear. All right? So you can live that way, like most animals, basically, until you die. You haven't left the animal state of consciousness. Okay? Your life is based on survival low level of survival, and then you die one day and you are forgotten, okay? So now that money is different, okay? You go to work, you want to make money so that you can feed your fears, live a narrow life, think about only what you can drink and eat and wear. You are not seeking the kingdom first, which means that the kingdom, freedom for time to serve you, to develop and grow and become the full manifestation of God and fulfill your calling that is not your concern. That is not the motive. Seek first, which means whatever you seek first is your motive. If you're not seeking something first, then it's not your motive. That's not your priority, okay? So you, you, you can continue to live that way. That's totally fine. Everybody's free to do whatever they want to do, right? Okay, we're getting into deep water. So I'm talking to mature people now. If you have been through part one, part two, part three, part four, you are ready for what I'm saying now, Okay. Okay, now, then you have the middle class. Okay, for them, it's not a question of uh, what they will eat, what they will drink, what they will wear and pay rent. They want to impress. Okay, now, that money also has a different type 
of quality, okay? Based on the mindset, the mindset is for people to see them successful. Why? Because they have an emotional spectrum of competing with the Joneses, making sure family members see them like they're well off. They have a problem of self-esteem. They have a problem of self-image. They basically don't know themselves, so they have to borrow their identity from their possessions, which is actually, which means being fake and not being real. Basically, that's what it is, all right? So you can continue to live that way. So they, they, they buy things they cannot afford, right? It's very sad. They buy things that they cannot afford. And they, they have a lot of debt because they have to impress people, all right? They have to impress people. So now that you guys understand the middle class, the lower class, okay? I'm going to take you now to the upper class and we're going to talk about what it really means until the next part. Bye-bye. Now let's talk about the upper class money. So by now you have realized that the upper class, the middle class, the lower class, they don't have anything to do with your bank account. Listen, you can have a lot of money in your bank account and still be in the lower class or middle class. This is a matter of mindset and emotional spectrum. If the money you have is not serving your ability to utilize time to become more like Christ or more like God and to fulfill your calling in this lifetime, which is to seek first the kingdom, which means to make this your priority or your motive. I'm sorry you broke. Because you are making a living, but you are not living. Your money owns you. You got no peace of mind. Your marriage is falling apart. I'm sorry. So if I'm not talking about lower class, middle class, upper class, like the world defines it. That's the terminologies that they use. But now you have a better perspective. So when I'm saying the money of the upper class, I'm talking about people who have the wealth consciousness. The money that doesn't just have width and length, it has depth. D-E-P-T-H. It has profoundness, which means it has heart behind it. That's what I want to talk about right now. The upper class money. The people who are turning the income into a treasure. You understand? When you put your heart behind your money, you have converted the money into a treasure. Your money has a different quality. This is a different, it's the third type of money. And that's what you want to focus on. All right. Now, how do you do that? First, if you are somebody 
who have been through hardship, financial hardship in your time on earth here and you are now wealthy, I want you to take a piece of paper. Listen carefully, all right? Listen, this is going to bless you guys. I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write the story and this is important. I want you to condense the whole story into 500 words or less. No more than 500. 500 words or less. Your whole story. The, the, I want to, to, to talk about the financial hardship you have been through and how it made you feel. Those moments. I want you to relieve that. This is important. I want you to go back. And okay, now you're fine, right? Before you went through financial hardship. I'm talking to different type of people here. So you're now fine. You went through financial hardship growing up or whatever in the family environment. I want you to write that story emotionally, which means after you write, it's almost like you say, okay, I went to Six Flags. It made me feel excited. You see, I spoke about the experience and I spoke about how it made me feel. You get it? So you got to write the story that way. 500 words or less. Okay? But I want you to focus on the hardship. What happened when you were growing up? What really happened? And each time you mention what happened, I want you to connect to the feeling, how it made you feel. All right? Now, at the end, okay, I want you to write it in with a, with a black pen. Not blue, black, because blue will basically engrave the information into your subconscious mind okay use black pen and i want you to take a red pen and, and write do exactly what i'm saying to you this is very important and i want you to write at the end of the story write this statement from now on no one in my bloodline listen no one in my bloodline will go through this because I am the one to redeem the bloodline from poverty. Listen. From now on, no one in my bloodline will go through this because I am the one to redeem the bloodline from poverty. Right, Ben? And I want you to Fold the paper, all right? I want you to, if you write in a journal, just take, use your hand. Don't be typing. Use your hand. The lines in your hand, listen carefully, they are wires. They have energy patterns, energy geometrical pattern that talks to your psyche. So please, that's why when you see fortune tellers, right, they look in your hand to read your future. Now, pay attention. Now, use a pen. Don't type. Don't use a computer. Use a pen to do this, okay? And I want you to fold the paper and put it in an envelope. And I want you to open it five years from now. I want you to write the date you write it. You're doing this practice. I want you to write the date down. Five years in the future, you're going to open the envelope. Okay? Some of you are going to be shocked. Now, when you do this practice, I'm talking for now. I'm talking to people who have been through hardship and are fine now. 
When you make that statement, something different going to happen to you. Now you have a different reason why you want to build wealth. Your heart, your money is having depth. You are having profoundness behind. Listen, this could not be the reason why you go after your dream and you go after your vision. Are you listening to what I'm saying, folks? All right. Now, I want you to take another piece of paper and write this down. I want you to write, copy the exact same, okay? Maybe before you put it in the envelope, I want you to copy the exact same thing you've been through. Exact same thing that you have written down earlier. Write it down again on another piece of paper and take another red pen and write at the end of the red pen. Write this at the end of the red pen, write at the end of the statement, all right? 500 words or less, write this. Because of me, more people in this world will step out of poverty. All right. The first one was about your bloodline. Now this is about your calling. Other people on the planet, your money is gaining depth. Now you're putting heart, energy, feeling. Your soul is behind your money. You're turning your money into a treasure. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You are living a meaningful and purposeful life. Your money is receiving the highest form of assignment. Your money is participating in the calling that God has for the planet. This is huge. Okay. Now, if you are somebody, you have never been through hardship. Somebody worked hard for you and you know, your, your family is wealthy and, but you have you listening to this audio is because you're having a hard time connecting to yourself, to your soul. There's money, but you're not happy, um, dysfunction in your family and things like that. That that's the only reason why you will be listening to this. You have money, but you don't have wealth. If you are listening to me while you are going through this, I want you to take a piece of paper. And I want you to write the story of what you are going through in your family. There's something missing in your life. That's why you're here. Write the story. 500 words or less. Black pen. All right. Black ink. I mean by that. So then you take a, a red pen. Okay. And you write in the end of your statement. From now on. My money will serve God's purpose. All right. From now on, my money will serve God's purpose. I want you to write that down, fold it and place it in an envelope. So the folks who did the first one, you got two envelopes. All right. And you put the same date on them in the future. You're going to open them. OK. To see if you have accomplished what you have done. When the day you will open those envelopes. All I want you to do is to write a prayer of gratitude. A prayer of gratitude and share the testimonial with your friend. Let them know. I wrote, I wrote this in this time. This is the result I got now. Can you celebrate with me? It is worth having a party about this. I'm telling you because this is huge. Because you are going to go after those things I've written down. So for the second category of people I'm talking to here. I want you to do the same thing. 
The first paper you just written, put in an envelope, set a time on it. I would say seven years in the future, you can do that. And I want you to write a second letter, letter as well. And you reproduce the same exact statement. And in the end, you're going to write something different. I will use my money to help others fulfill their calling. I will use my money, red pen, to help others fulfill their calling. So this second category of people, you also have two envelopes. All right? You write today's date, seven years ahead. Okay? That's the only time you're going to open it. Now, I want to talk to people who, for example, you have not, you have been struggling with money and, you know, nothing, things haven't been so good. All right. I'll give you guys a little bit of music here. And you want things to change for you. What I want you to do, 500 words or less. I want you to write down what you're going through. And all of you listening, you should know how to write these things down. Now, I give you the example of the six flags. I went to the six flags and I felt excited. All right. So each time you make a statement about what you have been through, what you are going through, you want to write down how it's making you feel. Don't be afraid of negative feelings, man. Don't. They are here to teach you something. All right. So you want to write for those of you, the third category of people who are going through the challenges right now. I want you to write it down. But here's what I want you to, to do. I want you to write it down as if you are counting, you are recounting a story. I'll give you an example. Let's say right now you are making, let's say, $500 a week and that's not enough. So you will start your statement by, I remember when I used to make $500 a week. It made me feel powerless. There are certain things I could not do. You understand that? Okay, so you want to write it down. If, you, if you're having a hard time paying your, your rent, I remember when I cannot. As if you're recounting your past to somebody. 500 words or less. If you have to practice, practice. But the final letter for all of you that's going to go in the envelope, listen carefully. The final letter that's going to go to the envelope should be neat and clean. Do not scratch anything. Nothing. It must be written with a black pen. No pencil. Black pen. And in the end, you want to use a red pen. Red ink pen. And you want to write this down. Okay? For this third category of people, this is what you want to do. I want to bless you with a miracle. Do this. It will blow your mind. So for this category of people, five years ahead in the future... All right, I want you to do this five years ahead in the future. That's when you're going to open the envelope. I want you to write this statement now. After you have written everything, you say something like this. I cannot believe that today, listen, I cannot believe that today I am making more than $50,000 a month. I cannot believe that now, right now, I am making more than $50,000 a month. Okay? All right. So you want to take a second piece of paper. You're also going to have two envelopes. And you're going to reproduce 
this, the letter again, same as that with black pen. And in the end, you're going to write this, okay? If today I am able to help my family and people in the world, is because there came a time I made a decision to do so. Listen, if today I'm able to help, right? To help people in my family and in the world is because there came a time in my life I have decided to do so. Okay? All right. You got the idea. So you got those two envelopes. Those two letters, put them in an envelope, seal it, write a time on it. Okay, this is five years ahead. You're going to open the envelope. Same day, same exact date, but a different year. So this is what I want you guys to do with your envelopes. Okay, this is going to conclude the money archetype teaching. Now we are going to move to people who own a business or who are self-employed. So the, the next series is going to be about, it's, it's, I mean, this is not part of people who are receiving the daily email coaching services. This is totally different. But if you are on my podcast platform, I will recommend if you are a business person, okay, if you're a business person and uh, you are an entrepreneur, you are self-employed or you want to start your business, I would recommend that you look for the money archetype for entrepreneurs and business owners. All right? I want you to look for that one and listen to it. It's going to take you to the next level about how to create the right mindset, attitude, discipline, and emotional spectrum to be able to create financial prosperity in your business, okay? So now, once you have those envelopes, that's what I want you to do. This is important, right? You're going to do some powerful mental and physical self-inducing behavior every single day so what you're gonna do those two envelopes you're gonna put them somewhere next to your bed okay so what i want you to do is when you wake up in the morning this is subconscious this is going to become the motive of your life your heart is now behind what you're doing you made a promise to yourself is in the envelope all right so you wake up in the morning the first thing i want you to do is to put both of your hand on both envelopes and say I made a promise to myself, to the universe, and to God. And I am willing to fulfill it. That's it. That's all I want you to say. And with your eyes closed, just remember what you have written down. Recall it for a moment. Especially... The one you have written in right pen. Don't open the envelope. Your hand is on the envelope. Both hands. 
you are inducing your subconscious mind with a powerful message. Listen, the word promise is a very powerful word, all right? You place your hand, listen carefully on the envelopes, and you say that statement of the promise. And before you remove your hand, I want you to remember what you have written down in black and white. Not word for word, you don't have to, but just recall it very quickly and see what happens to your heart. Folks, we have come to, an, to the end. And now you understand what the upper class money means. The upper class money means you have a heart behind it. Your heart is solid. It's not to impress people, to earn respect for somebody to respect you. That's not why you want to make money. Or it's not just about, you know, lower class mentality, put food on the table, clothing and you know, have a roof over your head and you forget everybody else. No, that's too narrow. It's not about that. Your emotional spectrum is now becoming grounded. Whatever happens in your life now from this time on, your heart is simply that nobody else on this, in your bloodline, in your family, has to face the poverty infection because they don't understand what money is. They don't have to suffer for the rest of the world because you made a decision. Listen, it's been an honor and a great privilege working with all of you through this series. I'm, I'm sure you have been blessed. And for those of you who are not aware of some of the services that I offer, I have the Mysteries School. You, if you go to my website, alandagba.com, A, L as in Lily, A as in Apple, I, N as in Nancy, Dagba, D as in Dog, A as in Apple. Okay. G as in Girl, B as in Boy, A as in Apple, alandagba, one word, dot com. Look for the mystery school. Okay. Now, if you don't have time on this on Saturdays for now, from the time I'm recording, it's happening on Saturdays at 8:30 a.m. Pacific time. We teach about powerful stuff. You gotta see it on the website. And if you don't not available, I recommend that you do the email spiritual guidance with me where I send you a message. We have a conversation it's like pen paling. We, we're doing spiritual pen paling where I'll be guiding you through any life challenges you may be going through, seeking my perspective and I get to share with you my personal life as well. It's almost like we exchange email every single day. These audios you have listened to, they are part of that, you know, that program that I have. So you will find it also on the same website. I will also recommend to you guys the Solo Journey Spiritual Academy that my wife and I, we have worked on. I mean, the Solo Journey is basically uh, the revelation of what your soul is, the, the type of soul you are specifically when you came on this earth. What is your specific path? What is your specific assignment and purpose? What is your soul contract? What is your calling? What makes you happy? Not every soul get excited about the same thing, folks. You got to know your soul, 
right? And being able to awaken a conversation with God within yourself. It's because of that conversation that I'm able to do what I'm doing right now, that I'm able to give you this wisdom, okay? Usually when people go through the soul journey um, and they graduate, we, we, we see a big difference in their lives right away. So as you sign up for this, you know, soul journey is a master class and you get to also have the soul treatment along with it, which means as you're going through your soul journey, if you have been through some traumatic event and losses and things that, you know, have not allowed you to really enjoy life. So as you're going through the soul journey, you will have one hour on a weekly basis, either with me or my wife or one of our coaches that are well trained to take you through a soul treatment so that you can be healed from those Lastly, I would recommend for you the Oragram, stepping into the Oragram in the body of God, in the cosmic body where you see everything as lights that will allow you to cultivate the highest level of love, unconditional love for yourself and for people around, seeing resentment dissolve, melt away, and being free completely from the things you have been through in life. The Oragram allows you to connect to the subatomic particles of the universe and your body it allows you to see oneness very powerful program it's a meditation to rewire your brain cleanse your aura and also fine-tune your energy centers in your spiritual body all right folks it's been a pleasure working with you guys one more time for those of you who are in, in business uh, i'm looking forward to teaching you guiding you empowering you and instructing you in the next program that is titled The Money Archetype for Business, uh, for Entrepreneurs and Business Owners. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.